We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect. There are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Hey, if any of our listeners, uh, and particularly if you're a RotoWire subscriber, if you want a free month of MLS Live, I have one like a uh, little voucher. So, oh, there you go. This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from RotoWire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, please visit RotoWire.com/soccer. And now, here are Andrew Laird, Skylar Redpath, and J.D. Basso. This is the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire.com. I'm joined by J.D. Bazo, uh, one of our resident MLS experts. You can find him on Twitter, at DFSMLS, where you can also see his name uh, there on DraftKings, although you're on a different uh, Officer Bo on DraftKings. Is, is that it, right? That's correct. So you can get his advice at DFS MLS, take his head-to-heads at Officer Bo on DraftKings. Um, he's also pretty, uh, pretty good at the season-long game, which uh, we were talking about before we came on, just about how uh, dumb I was to rely on Chris Wondolowski for the last two weeks. And uh, I don't think I'll ever have him again. I, I know I've said that about Lee Wynn, and I actually believe I've kept that promise, but I think Wando might be gone too now, J.D. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Skyler was rubbing it in 
as well earlier this week about how <laughs> he, he warned me that going with Wando probably wasn't going to pay off. And Honestly, I thought going with Wando was a fine idea too. Uh, the the only thing that would have concerned me is just the opportunity cost of getting in like somebody someone big time because kind of forwards are really you have to have the the stars these days it seems like but uh, a lot of them didn't really do well in the same time frame that I was did, I did a drug but he was pretty poor so I wouldn't I wouldn't lose sleep over it my saving grace is that I sp- I went with Wando the reason I went with Wando is because I've gotten pretty high in the overall and I thought I needed to make like some bold move that nobody's thinking about because I want to make a big jump and I made the bold move and it didn't pay off at all, but nobody else has done that well either. Like, like you mentioned, Drogba didn't do that well. Kai Kamara has been awful. Um, Robbie Keane hasn't really done much. I picked up Keane this week and then he didn't even play, which really I should have thought of. Um, Ola Kamara was another one I thought of, and he hasn't really done much over the last few weeks. So somehow my stupidity was, I don't want to say it's rewarded, but it was ignored. Forgiven. Yeah, forgiven. Thank you. Um, and then the Javinko captain will always make somebody feel... It was weird. Did you... You did not captain Javinko this week. No, I told you I captained Drogba, and oh, that's I proceeded right. to, to give you, like, the gif of the guy throwing his papers all around, right, right. not caring. And I knew... I just knew it was a bad choice, but for some reason, it seemed like a uh, a good call. I'm trying to look to... I was, I think I was at 81, and I was, I just need a way to gain some ground. So I have to really pick my moments to fade the Javinko captain. Yep. Um, and I thought maybe that was one of them. Yeah. I totally got that. I, I hate to say that like I begrudgingly captained him, but like I really didn't want to. Um, I really thought about captaining Wando. Um, but after captaining Kai last week and getting me four points instead of two, I was like, you know, if Wando doesn't go off, you know, I, it's not going to pay off. And if he does go off and I don't captain him, nobody else has him anyway. Right. So it was kind of like the benefit I was going to get if I didn't do Javinko wasn't going to be big enough. So no, I think it was a good call. Yeah. That I I think it would be really interesting if we had a limit on the number of times we could captain a person. That'd be great. Especially in FPL. I mean, in the Premier League game, mm-hmm. it's always the same handful of people. So yep, it's it's going to be not. like that all season. It'll be Aguero and Ibrahimovic, and yeah, which is that's is so boring. Yeah, and that's exactly why we just keep we keep trying to find ways to not captain Javinko, but it, it's so hard. That's yeah, that's how I felt. Like I just it felt boring to do it. Um, exactly. But frankly, he was still. I mean, he was going to be my highest scoring player anyway. He just happened to to pay off but we've got uh so last night was a a wednesday we had that kind of midweek full slate instead of doing a double game week uh robbie Keane did not play steven gerrard another player that i considered bringing in but didn't he didn't play clint dempsey didn't play we think they're all going to play this weekend uh it sounded like most of them were just being rested uh for that uh the game week or around 20 what are we up to 26 now 26 yeah. starts Friday night, uh, Colorado at RSL, two teams that obviously did not play on Wednesday. Um, we, I feel like both of these teams have been much better at times this season and are not that great now. Uh, do you think this turns out to be kind of just a boring, you know, back and forth? Or do you see some goals in this one? 
Um, I don't know if I see some goals in this one, but it's definitely a game I'm going to want to watch. This mm-hmm. is one of the, the older, better rivalries in the league. Um, I think Colorado's kind of at a, a down point in its season right now, a little bit of a, what seems like a slump, at least stylistically. And RSL, I think they're they're a team that has a little more firepower. Jal Plot is looking pretty good. Movsisian finally is kind of integrated back into the team after his uh, kind of injury and whatnot. So... Uh, RSL is just a team I really like this year. Their defense is a little shaky for my liking, and the midfield is a little too one-dimensional. But in terms of uh, attacking prowess, I think they could be way up there by the end of the season. And if they round into form at the right time, uh, they could do some damage in the playoffs. So this is a game I really like for RSL. The the popular opinion might be Colorado. They've just been so good this year. But, um, yeah, I'm looking to the home team in this one. I'll address the elephant in the room that Skyler's not here because um, Skyler probably has a very strong opinion on Yamas and Alave, who uh, he used last week and somehow got some magical goal. Do I remember correctly that you said not only did you not consider Alave, but you probably would never consider him either? <laughs> yeah, it's to me like Alave would be a fairly crazy choice. I see why Skyler went with him because he was down to like the last game of the night and he just needed to pick. I think he had to pivot from somebody. And uh, I don't know if he was stuck because someone didn't play or if he had to, he just needed the not popular choice because he was kind of down in the, the lineups and knew everyone else was going to be playing the other guy. But I mean, Alave to me, he has a 10 times greater chance of getting a red card than he does of a goal. <laughs> And right. he doesn't do that. Like, he's not going to get across. He probably has, like, maybe zero on the year would be my guess. Um, he only, he might get a shot or two just from set pieces. But that's about it. I mean, he's <laughs> you're, you're banking on a goal, and that's it. And maybe a, a couple interceptions or tackles. But he's super slow, too. Like, everything about him is just not good. He takes he, so many fouls he commits that... I think, it's it, I think it may have been a little bit of a clean sheet play as well, because I, if I remember correctly, he had Romando. Yeah, yeah, that um, that was his main uh, reasoning, I believe. Right. So. Part of me wants to think it was a Mauro Minotas thing, that Minotas didn't start, or maybe that, well, that was the game that was canceled. I don't know what it was, but you're right. Like, that's a... <laughs> the pivot from there, I just, uh, I just would never go that route. I mean, maybe that's why... He's as successful at DFS as he is because he knows when <laughs> Yamas and Alave is going to score. But anyway. It, it takes a little luck from the soccer gods, too. That's right. I, I'll give Skyler a lot of credit most of the time, but not on this one. <laughs> um, is the conversation for the best player in this game between, uh, fantasy-wise, between, I'm not sure who it is from the RSL side. I was going to say Jao Plata and uh, Shkelzin Gashi, but is it is it Mavsissian now? I still think it's Plata. I think he's been looking really good lately. So that that's kind of my pick. I'm trying to click over and see their prices right now, but my computer's going a little slowly. So, yeah, I think Gashi's uh he's very interesting, but he's so expensive now. It's yeah, it's crazy. That's for like a road game on a Colorado team that's kind of slumping a little bit. Um, I don't know. I was reading the other day how a lot of people I forget who the author was or the tweet or whatever. But they were talking about how Gio Dos Santos is just seen as such a disappointment. Mm-hmm. But I think he has seven goals and seven assists on the year or something like that. And uh, Kevin Doyle and Shkelzengashi combined have like six goals and eight assists. Wow. 
but uh, granted, they both missed a little bit of time. Yep. But uh, I guess Dos Santos missed a little bit of time. Yeah, he as did. Well, so yeah, I think the Gashi thing. Um, obviously, a lot of us play on DraftKings, so we look at the crosses that make that that difference. But he, you're right. Like he's not like for FMLS, he's not like that great of an option usually. He's also, I think he's fairly expensive there too. But um, because we it's get, nice that he's a midfielder there, so that helps yeah. his case a little bit. Yeah. But... Yep, that could be it. I don't know. I just, uh, you're right. That price is getting really, really high. Right. Yeah. So Plata is 2,000 more than Movsissian, which makes me pause just a little bit. Yep. Yeah. But uh, I, I still like Plata a lot. Okay. All right. Um, let's move on to Saturday. Um, we've got two games to start off the, the night, 7 p.m. Eastern. We've got Sporting Kansas City at Philadelphia. Philly did play Wednesday night. And then we have Chicago at D.C. Both of those teams uh, played on Wednesday night as well. Do you give, well, I guess you're not a huge um, a huge Philly supporter anyway, um, but do you give Sporting Kansas City a little more of an edge despite being on the road because of this quick turnaround? Uh, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I just think Philly's a, a superior team. So, Did you I think just... he'd say that at the beginning of the season? No, definitely not. And <laughs> You know, Sporting's probably one of the teams I've been most down on this for year. Sure. So, for sure. So uh, I guess they had they had an okay game last weekend, right? But um, Sure did. I remember I was listening earlier. Jordan Cooper was going on and on about how Graham Zussi in the forward spot, what a great choice, <laughs> uh, abusing me because I don't like to play defenders in the, the midfield spot, let alone the fullback spot. But Graham Zussi got seven points for $6,600. Yeah. I mean that sucks. <laughs> I think the problem I've, I've, with, I've with, yet to see any of these fullbacks uh, in a midfield position get over twenty points, but I've seen plenty of uh, cheap midfielders get over twenty points. So uh, I'm going to stick to my guns on that one. Yeah, the one you keep going back to in that argument, um, <laughs> I believe you say I'm still waiting for that myth, uh, mystical twenty points from Jimmy Madronda. But you'd rather go with guys like El Sino, who we should know didn't play on Wednesday. Um, but, but I, I agree that the upside is definitely there with the with the midfielders. But it, I understand why some people go for the floor of Madronda. But you're right; you're kind of capping your upside if you do that. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we talk more GPP focus a little bit on this the podcast. So, yep. and that's that's what I enjoy playing more. Um, Cash games in MLS, especially to me, are, are pretty boring just because it's the same group of very good people all the time. And I just feel like DraftKings is just collecting their rake <laughs> against a bunch of very good fantasy soccer players. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you can use Madronda and Cash, whatever. But I, like I said, I'm waiting to see this uh, mystical 20-point ceiling that he has compared to Il Sino's, like, 43-point uh, game earlier this season. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Who uh, from these two teams has legitimate 20-point upside? Between Philly and SKC? Yeah. How about Tranquilo Barnetta? Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I think Roland uh, Alberg is a guy that we shouldn't sleep on. I His playmaking uh, abilities have been taken away a little bit now that Barnetta has moved back to the, the number 10 spot. But he could be another like mid-priced option that just people look right past because they go kind of stars and scrubs strategy right. a little bit so he's in there uh chris pontius is another guy that that i like but 
I, he's not a guy that's going to get 20 points that often, but he gets it enough. He's pretty dangerous. He's, uh, I think he's their leading goal scorer this year. I'm pretty confident in saying that. So, um, I don't know. SKC, uh, Dom Dwyer, obviously, mm-hmm. is a guy that has plenty of uh, upside for 20-plus points. But out, outside of that, it's you're really going to have to trust Benny Philhaber. And I just think Philadelphia's midfield is so much better than Kansas City's that they're going to kind of boss that area of the field. Hmm. Yeah, I was going to make sure you had Philhaber on that list. But uh, the nice thing about Dwyer is that if he scores, you know he's going to get another one. So. <laughs> Like Fernando Audi last year. Exactly, exactly. So you feel a bit better. Uh, the other 7 o'clock game is two teams that we like to pick on, which is kind of always a bummer when they play each other, the Chicago-DC match. It's like two teams that are tired um, and are not very good are now playing each other. Chicago did score twice against the Galaxy last night, although you um, made sure I re- recognize that the Galaxy are much better defensively at home this time of year than on the road. But... Uh, do you see another kind of multi-goal effort from these teams? I guess DC was only 1-1 last night against Montreal. So, I mean, you've got two very good goalkeepers. Yeah, DC played a pretty weak lineup last night, too. Sure it was did. kind of nice to to see some different guys get involved. But I think that means they, they really know they need these three points against Chicago this weekend, and they're going to bring their best roster. So, I like DC at home. Uh, Chicago has been playing a lot better, but they're they're not a team I'm going to target too much unless i can find a, a good value play but they're they're guys that i usually target a calm goosens um even delio is getting a little expensive seleniac mm-hmm. if he's in there um etc maybe arturo alvarez has been a guy that's been getting a little more of a a, a hot streak again so mm-hmm. yeah he scored you, wednesday night yeah i'm trying to look up his price but it, again the tab of my computer is being a little slow but so maybe him but mostly i'm looking dc in this one i think they uh they sit in sixth place in the Eastern Conference. Chicago's ninth. Uh, I think DC at least if they get a good push, they'll make the playoffs. So, um, I see Alvarez is forty nine hundred, which is that's think, like right in the that's right in line. that range. Yeah, um, the guy that jumped out at me was Sean Johnson at thirty five hundred. Um, mostly because I just don't see DC being able to score a ton, and while I you know Chicago on the road seems like. You're just setting yourself up for failure. That's a pretty pretty cheap price against a team that I you know I don't think will score that many goals. Yeah, it's a big slate, and I I like that keeper pick. There's probably going to be a lot of Sean Johnson shares, but not not so many that it makes it like a too popular of a play for mm-hmm. my taste. Mm-hmm. He's like uh, like Evan Bush at Toronto is a little bit cheaper, but. David Usted, but my God, they've been off. We'll get to them later. Um, <clears throat> do you do you have a feel for the DC United attack of like who you can folk like if you were like, I mean, just this is the situation. Home against Chicago, this is who you want. Like, who's the guy that you're looking to? It seems like Lloyd Sam is the floor, but then I'm not sure who has the upside. Maybe Luciano Costa. Yeah, I, I think it's him. Um, it, I guess what Lamar Nagel scored last night. Yeah, so, on, a, uh, on a penalty. It's it's not him. If anyone <laughs> was considering Lamar Nagel, but yeah. Kennedy Igbonanike is another guy that I think has a a ceiling that we haven't seen too often since he joined the league. But he definitely is capable of a, a couple goals if he's in the right spots. It is his former team yeah. as well. If uh, revenge games revenge interest games. you, but uh, Nyarko no, too, think, though, right? 
Yeah, if yeah. Niarco plays, uh, I mean, when he's been on the field this year, he's looked very good. Yeah. So I like Double that revenge. call. <laughs> Double revenge. <laughs> yeah, stack him. Stack him up. Ugh. No, I think Luciano Acosta, he still needs to be the guy that kind of ties everything together. So he's someone that I've been looking to fairly often the last month or so. And I'm going to continue because I think he's just going to get better as they keep giving him minutes. He he wasn't on the field a whole lot for the first couple months of the season. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's kind of the way I was looking at it. Um, David Akam is interesting to me, but I feel like it's the slate is too big to spend as much as you have to to grab him. Like 8800 yeah. that seems like a lot of money for a Javinko slate. I I agree, but he, he has the kind of talents that can kind of just torch any defender. And yeah. I think DC United are are a little bit more susceptible to speed than the other defenses in the MLS. Mm-hmm. They're definitely in the bottom half, I think, in terms of susceptibility to, to really quick, dangerous wingers. But I, I still think Akam's not that great of a play this week. Okay. Yeah, three straight games over 20 points. There's your mystical upside right there. Um, anyway, moving on to 7.30. We have two games at 7.30 Eastern. Montreal at Toronto, big Canadian uh, uh, matchup. And then we have San Jose at Columbus. which On rivalry week. What a rivalry. Wow, yikes. Um, Toronto and Montreal. We've got Drogba and Javinko. And are you really considering anybody else from Toronto? Are you Are you ready to go all in? Or not all in, but... Is Toussaint Ricketts getting enough attention to grab a forward spot for you? Um, what what's he priced at this week? Can you? I can, um, because I built a full lineup with him. Forty four hundred. Yeah, he's definitely in consideration at forty four hundred. I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, if you're if you're looking at that Toronto attack and thinking like to fade Javinko, but at least get a little piece of it, you would look to either Ricketts or Altidore. And Josie's sixty three hundred, and I'm not sure there's any reason to pen, spend nineteen hundred more on Josie than you would on Ricketts. Except Josie's been one of the best players this month in all of MLS. Ugh. Are you laughing? Can I hear you laughing behind your computer screen? I mean, it's true. It's true he's, though. He's he's been good. He's Going been three very straight. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Toussaint Ricketts, I think. I mean, his upside's definitely less than Josie's, but the value's really good and. Not that many people have looked like super capable alongside Javinko, and he's one of the guys that has. Yeah. So yeah, I'm trusting him whether I'm playing Javinko or not. If you want to stack Toronto's offense, then that's fine. If you just want a little piece and you're fading Javinko, I think he's a great option too. I think Javinko has reached peak DraftKings salary because at fourteen thousand five hundred, he's been like that for three straight weeks. And he scored 22, 23, and 30 points. And it makes me feel like if you score that much, maybe you should. Be, and he's done it for weeks now. Uh, and we we haven't seen above 14.5. I think that might be peak. I'm not sure we're going to see higher than that. I mean, if you're one of the guys that looks at your lineup, a lot of people do this, and they say, I want to get two times value out of all of my players, so I'll hit 100 points and I'll feel pretty good about that, then that would mean you need 29 from Javinko at his current price which is pretty absurd. At the same time, I'm not a guy that really looks at it that clear cut. I think Javinko, the fact that his floor is so good, 
some of my cheaper players will get like three or four times their value. So Javinko's worth it. I, but, um, I think that's a that's a very important point, though, that because I do think a lot of people just think, oh, I'll get two times value from everybody. But you don't really want that from the cheaper guys. You need more than that. Um, and when and you pay from the up, top guys, yeah, you get you pay up for safety, exactly. and explosiveness. Like right. you, it's both. That's what's so special about Javinko. His floor is really like fifteen points. Even if he gets shut down, his floor is pretty much fifteen points. Right, right. I mean, we we kind of talk about you know guys who have solid floors. Like, there's no more solid floor than Javinko's, and there's no higher floor than his. That's absolutely correct. So, and Didier Drogba has three straight games of twelve points or less. Ugh. I'm, so, I'm shocked caught... it's even that many. Right. Um. No, oh, I would have. I'd be very. It'd be very tough to convince me of why you would be able to take Drogba this weekend because, after playing Wednesday. Because he's playing Javinko, so he's actually going to try. That's what. <laughs> um. I'm so mad that I have to. I'm gonna keep him in my FMLS lineup this weekend. I'm pretty positive, but I'm switcherooing him with Jack Harrison. That's mm-hmm. the point that Drogba's gotten to. Yeah. So if he's motivated, great. If I need to put Jack Harrison in in the switcheroo, then fine. And I'm looking forward to the day that I can get Drogba off of my. <laughs> I guess part of me is just thinking that if you if you're gonna take Drogba, why not just save and take Piotti? Yeah, I mean, that's a – I guess because Drogba can get a hat trick, like, fairly easily, it seems like. But it... any any time that he really wants to, like, if, if one of his old Chelsea buddies is, like, texting him, <laughs> says, hey, bro, I bet you can't get a hat trick tonight. Right. And he's going to be like, how much you want to bet? And then he'll go out and do it. And then if he doesn't talk to his Chelsea buddies the next game, he'll just go get, like, two points. Right. Or knee somebody in the face twenty minutes <laughs> in because he doesn't want to play anymore. The, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't know. Maybe I've just been burned enough by Drogba that he's almost. I mean, the problem is, is that I've seen in the ups, the 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 hat trick upside enough that I'm not as burned as I am with like a guy like Kai Kamara. Like Kamara has been so bad for basically this entire season that. I don't want to quite lump them together, but they're getting they're getting close. It's honestly amazing that the Kamara from last season has turned into the Kamara from this season. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're not even the same human being. Yeah, it seems that way. And well, we can we can talk about the revs. I now. mean, if if Kamara was on PKs last year, he would have had more goals than Javinko. That's insane. Right, right. And now he's just a shell. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's doing okay, but not fantasy wise. Yeah. Yeah, just all right. Um, let's talk about the other Kamara. Ola's home against San Jose, who um, is awful. So, although the you know better defensively, though they're on the road now. Um, I wrote up Quintero, Godoy, and Wando for the DraftKings Wednesday, and I think they combined for like six points. Um, so. <laughs> Everyone should be very happy that you'll be back on Saturday. Nah, I've been there too. Don't worry. Um, do you think? I mean, Columbus defensively is pretty bad. So, is there a reason to think that the Earthquakes might be able to do something? Something defensively or offensively? Offensively. 
Um, I mean, it's MLS, right? This should be. Yeah. Well, that's the that's the thing with uh, and podcasts about fantasy MLS. We can talk our lips off about any of these games, but in the end, uh, it it is MLS and crazy things happen. Mm-hmm. So, I I think they do have a chance to do something, but they just their offense is not. It doesn't work like a real soccer offense should. Mm-hmm. Like they, there's no build-up play that's very good. There's no like really smart, incisive passing. It's kind of okay. Let's lob it into Wando. Let's uh, maybe we'll try to build up the middle in this like really weak four-four-two that we we play. But the the thing is, they have talented midfielders too. So it's frustrating that they play such like a caveman uh, <laughs> style of soccer. They cross so much that you would think Wando was like six seven. <laughs> right. I mean, Wando has to. I don't. I don't know how a forward can possibly enjoy just crosses being thrown in there, and you constantly have to just like chase it like you're a dog. <laughs> like right. someone's throwing frisbee to a dog, and he's just running around trying to jump up and grab it against like ten elephants. <laughs> um, thoughts on Steve Clark? I I would not hesitate to play Steve Clark. Wow. I don't think Columbus's defense is that bad that uh it it's probably not as bad as San Jose's offense. Let's put it that way. Okay. Ugh. I know it feels really gross, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't make me feel good. But um, Columbus, I mean, they need to win really badly. They're 6 points behind DC United, but they have one game in hand on uh all the teams between them and DC United. They have one game in hand on Orlando, two on the Revs. So if they win here, they uh, they could get a little bit closer, and their season's been pretty dismal. So mm-hmm. it this is kind of a do-or-die game for them. Do you look... I think there's, what, 11 games left? There's... Yeah, I think some... Most... Yeah. yeah. So some teams should I be interesting. San Jose's in the sixth spot, though, so they have something to play for, too. They'll go for a road point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um... Do you look anywhere beyond Kamara or Federico Iguain? Yeah, I think I look at Justin Miram. <laughs> I especially am going to look at who's on the wing um, for San Jose, both in the midfield and on defense, because Miram's a guy that really seems like he takes advantage of matchups. Like, when he needs to defend, he defends. When he sees opportunities and can join the attack, he definitely knows when he can like beat someone on the dribble and he's not he's one of the few wingers in MLS that's not afraid to just go at somebody. Mm-hmm. Everyone else just, you know, they try to pass it around, be clever, but you don't have those guys that are just supremely confident in their dribbling abilities like in uh, a lot of the top European leagues, but Miram's one of the guys in MLS that is. And which of your which of the Earthquakes midfielders do you look to first if you wanted to go that route? Probably Godoy just because he's still on corners if I'm not mistaken. Dawkins took them last night. I think oh. they only had two of them, though. So I don't even know if they were crosses or. But like, all right, that's interesting. So maybe <clears throat> Dawkins. I think Contreras' form has been pretty good, though. So yes. he's probably the number one guy that I would look to. Yeah, um, he's definitely the most expensive, I think, of the group, though. But um, he's fifty nine hundred. Yeah, yeah, my my computer seems to be back up and mm. running here. Yeah, I don't know. That's just I'm. I transferred in Iguain to an FMLS, and that didn't pay off, but. So so it sounds like you were at least mildly play, paying attention to the game last night, New England, San Jose. I had virtually zero interest in it. Um, I had also, I had all, interest from both sides, meaning I wanted I I dropped Kamara. 
Um, right. So I specifically needed him to not do anything. Um, and we were talking off or we were talking last night with Skylar who asked us either Tierney or Christian Maidana, which we gave him the wrong advice on. But um, I don't think I answered that. one. Oh, then I did. Um, Cause I was like, Oh, you got to go with Maidana. Cause like, what is new England going to do at San Jose, which turned out to be nothing. Although I think Tierney had like 12 crosses. I think I gave you a uh, Remick over Romney. Did that pan out? I didn't, um, see. I didn't see what Romney did. I assume well, nothing, how, but how'd Remick do like three? Points? Yeah, not bad. All right. Basically cool. what I, yeah, I wasn't expecting a ton, but that like, I feel like that match went exactly as it should have, which mean, which is weird to me because MLS doesn't do that. Like <laughs> it should have been five, four, but instead it was just nothing. So, yeah. So how did Goitum do? Did you get to see his uh, 14 minutes he played? I did not. Okay. Gotcha. I didn't stay up for the 1030 kickoff for San Jose at New or New England at San Jose. I think I probably would have just killed myself. Yeah, like the first month of the season, I I tend to try and watch like a little bit of every team. Yeah, and even now I try to watch like pieces of every game at least, or at yep. least the highlights. But San Jose, Houston, New England, those are three teams that uh, if if they're not playing another team that I want to watch, they they kind of fall down the priority list pretty heavily. And Goitum's two games have been against New England and Houston. Yeah. <laughs> so I can't offer any advice on him. Um, I don't think he's starting that soon, so I'm not sure we're going to be able to. Probably not, because yeah. Quincy Mariqua is just a juggernaut. Hmm. I think he got hurt yesterday, though. But yeah, Barrett well, I came think on, he was hurt. Which means... Pretty sure he was hurt like two or three games ago, but mm-hmm. he's just been toughing it out. Yeah. Um. So, no, I didn't pay too much attention to that game. The, the combination, the Saturday night, Twitter and MLS live is always great because my stream is always, you know, 25, 30 seconds slow. So <laughs> everyone's like, Oh my gosh, what a great goal. And then it's easily, you can just flip right over, which is kind of a nice benefit of not quite live TV. Yeah. I actually really enjoy that too. I'm mm-hmm. glad you pointed that out. Yeah. I do. Hey, I try to do it with the- premier league, but they always have a commercial before every game. And then I end up just <laughs> missing it anyway. Right. Hey, if any of our listeners, uh, and particularly if you're a RotoWire subscriber, if you want a free month of MLS Live, I have one like a uh, little voucher. So, oh, there you go. Tweet at me, direct message me, whatever, and I'll, I'll hook you up. Nice, nice. More benefits to listening to this podcast. Always good. Um, speaking of teams you like to avoid, we've got Houston hosting Dallas. Dallas definitely a team that's worth watching, though. Um, yes. Mauro Diaz still going. Um, it feels like he should be possibly the top midfielder this weekend due to this matchup, no? Yeah, I think so. Skyler would try and tell me that uh, Houston's defense is just so good. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. One goal allowed um, in each of the last 75 games or something like that. Yeah, good for them. Uh, meet the da- FC Dallas. <laughs> I'm pumped that Diaz is back under 10,000. Mm-hmm. That that gets me pretty excited. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. He's definitely in consideration this weekend for me. If you play Shkelzen Gashi over Mauro Diaz, you're insane. <laughs> Simple as that. Yeah, definitely. And I think, honestly, Gashi might be close to as highly owned as Diaz because for some reason he's super popular. Not that he's a bad player, just... Uh, yeah, he's not Mauro too, Diaz. A little too rich for my tastes. Um, do you have any thoughts on any Dynamo players? Cubo's at forty eight hundred. Man, of a, they're just so bad. Like even really Cubo, bad. 
Really, I, really bad. I mean, I would probably play Minotis over Cubo right now. Mm-hmm. He's a little more active. I need to I need to see it from Cubo. It doesn't look like he had that poor of a game yesterday, but he's a prime candidate to get subbed off early. For sure. Because he hasn't been getting that many minutes. Um, and they're playing Dallas. Dallas is pretty good, so I don't know. It's it's really tough to buy in to anybody on Houston. They're tenth place in the Western Conference. They're not good. Um, so yeah, Dallas is in play for me. I'm not sure if G- Dallas did play midweek as well. So don't yep. think they're better rested. Um, some of their players may be better rested, but check the check the lineup from their Concacaf Champions League game last night. They were on the road and tied some Central American country as uh, team. <laughs> the one team from Guatemala. Not the actual country, just yeah, <laughs> one of their teams. I needed to correct myself. But Getterson's the guy that uh, 3,800 or Jetterson. I was going to say, did we not go with Jetterson? We found out that the MLS pronunciation guide actually has his name as Jetterson. Okay. Uh, 3,800, good price against uh, a bad Houston team. The Do you think he definitely starts over? Um, no, I don't think Tesho? he definitely I don't think he definitely starts. Oh, okay. Um, he did start last night. That's what I thought, but yeah. I didn't want to say it. And so did Tesho, actually. It was pretty difficult to determine what formation they were playing on the MLS app because they had they had like fullbacks in center midfield spots. Then they had defensive center midfielders on the wing in a 3-5-2, and it definitely was not correct. Yeah. It almost it, looked like an 8-1-1, <laughs> and then it was like a... <laughs> Seven two one. It was like, a, it was a real mess. Well over half of their players were not in their correct position on the app. Right. And it, which I is usually pretty like, good. It is usually fairly good. I could use. I usually uh, can pretty much tell if there's maybe one mistake where it should go. But last night was tough. There was like some shuffling around that made sense to me, but it was like a puzzle. Hmm. Yeah. Um, Maro Diaz did not play, which. Certainly makes me feel better about Definitely. that. Definitely. You have any FMLS thoughts on him? Meaning, we, you don't have him right now, if I remember correctly. Uh, do they have a? I think they have they a, a buy. They're coming, coming off a buy. Yeah. I'm really trying to avoid everybody that's uh, has or they have a buy coming up too, don't they? Or no? Um, maybe I'm wrong. No, they're maybe. they're done. Their buy was in 25. Uh, so okay. they were off on Wednesday, but they're they don't have another buy until 32. I'm gonna have to check their schedule, but he's a guy when he's when he's fit and playing. I want him in my FMLS team. I can tell you what the, what it is right now, actually, because I'm looking at it. It's, uh, so they got the Houston match this weekend. Yeah. Back to back home games: Portland and Colorado. Oh, okay. At New York City FC. It's home game. <laughs> uh, at RSL, which is a bit tough, but maybe not. And then home against the Galaxy before that bye, when everybody's off. That's not a terrible schedule. No, not bad it's, at all. It's not great, but it's definitely good enough that he's definitely uh, in consideration for me to bring back. Yeah. I yeah. also need to think about bringing Valeri back, me too. too so. Me too. Um, and I'm thinking about Kledgeson Because Yeah, there's too many midfielders now, and yep. I I guess Tranquilo Barnetta is not long for my lineup, <laughs> even though he, he's done well for me at... Seven point nine million is an absurdly low price yeah, for Tranquilo Barnetta. Um, it's actually to the point where I might start five this weekend. Yeah, I think it Which, might be worth it to 
to switch out one of those high-priced forwards right. for five-star midfielders. Yeah. Thanks for nothing, Robbie Keane. Uh, <laughs> speaking of Robbie Keane, next game up, Galaxy hosting the Whitecaps. Um, we were talking about this a little bit um, uh, earlier today. For FMLS players, at least, the Galaxy schedule is perfect. Um, they play Vancouver this weekend, obviously, then they're home against Colorado, and then they have a double game week. Uh, which is at RSL and home against Orlando. And then they're home against Sporting Kansas City and a home against uh, Seattle. And yet you have a pretty good idea that Keen, uh, Robbie Keane's going to be gone for at least the um, Columbus match because he got called up for international uh, for international duty. And he's going to retire after. And he's going to retire after. <clears throat> right. You know Gerard is not going to play both games of that double game week. Probably not. Then the guys, you know, Dos Santos didn't start last night, but he did end up coming on and scoring. But, like, he might not play both games of a double game week. So then you're basically relying on guys, if you want an attacker, on all of the other interchangeable parts, like Mike McGee or Sebastian Legette. Like, there's no way to take advantage, attacking-wise, of this Galaxy schedule. It's very difficult to, yeah. Um, I mean, Zardis, I guess, would be the the guy you would want. I think. If, th- I assume he'll get called up, right? I mean, don't we? I think the U.S. I assume they have some World Cup. Qualifiers. They do. They do. So you could be right there, yeah. And it's like, so now you're like getting the getting Emma great, Boateng. right? Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, good luck with that, Jeff Lorenowitz. Baggio Husidic. I mean, like, these are the guys that we're now relying on. And unless, as as you basically said, you'd go with the Brian Rowe if he's if he gets back to fitness, Steris well, and Van Dam. Yeah, one of one of Brian Rowe, he needs to get back before Clint Irwin gets back because I have Rowe and Alex Bono. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> and uh, I feel like every week is like a ticking time bomb. Totally. Totally. That, uh, that neither of them are going to play because Clint Irwin's back before Roe is healthy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think the Galaxy always round into defensive form as the year kind of winds down. They tighten things up before the playoffs. Um, they've only allowed eight goals in the last six games, and that includes 2-2 to Chicago last night. Um, so yeah, I think the Galaxy defense is the safest bet. Whether that's the smartest bet, I don't, I don't yet know. Yeah, the Yellow problem Van is, is Dam is go ahead. The problem is that everybody already has Steris. Yeah, Yellow Van Dam is the guy that he's way overpriced. Yeah. And uh he's had a couple weeks in a row where he hasn't gotten like any bonus points. Mm-hmm. Or maybe just like one. Um but earlier in the season he was a bonus point machine. You don't think it's uh De La Garza? Like the, you don't think he's worth going after not really he's not a guy that like jumps into the action he kind of plays smarter like spaciously yeah spatially i guess is the word i wanted to use um yeah he's not like he's first of all he's short so he's not like getting a ton of clearances and headers and whatnot um he kind of just keeps people in front of him very smart defender pretty good uh has served the galaxy well over the years but not a guy in fmls that i'm looking to Mm. Maybe Ashley Cole, though. I mean, no way he, he plays two there. games of a double game week. Although that's Maybe. not for a little when, while. When he's actually healthy, he plays a lot. I was about to say, I bet Robbie Rogers is back by then. 
and then Rodgers can play, and then De La Garza can move it to the left. Not in place, you know, if Cole gets a rest, not that he would yeah, play right. over him. Yuck. Um, anyone from Vancouver? We got Christian Bolaños is suspended, so I I assume Christian Takara slots into his spot. Yeah, I think so. Takara could be interesting. Hmm. Or they let Giles Barnes play on the wing, and mm-hmm. they have Kudo up top. Yep, yep. But I'm, Nicholas Mesquite is the guy that I'm going back to the well with. It would be nice if he started. Although, right, you don't love that, or you don't like going against get the Galaxy in LA. Yeah, I don't love the matchup, but if you have to take somebody from Vancouver, maybe you you kind of got stuck because someone didn't start, and now you only have limited options in this game or the Houston Dallas game. Then mm-hmm. uh, Mesquite is cheap enough that that might be a guy you have to pivot to. Yeah, um, I want to go back to the Galaxy for a quick second because I was just thinking about this and why I was so angry last night. <laughs> um, I turned on MLS Live. And they were showing, uh, it was just before kickoff of that Galaxy Chicago game. And they were showing the Galaxy get off the bus. And the first guy off the bus was Robbie Keane. And I was like, <laughs> all right, that's good. That's good. Like he's, he looked like he had a game face on. And I noticed that he didn't listen to any music. And I was like, that's all right. Maybe that's like, you know, maybe he doesn't need that. He just like, he can go in ready. So the next three guys uh, have headphones on. And then out walks Steven Gerrard not listening to music and i'm like maybe it's like a european thing that like they just the the bus is supposed to be like silent and you don't actually listen to music and so i get this in my head that like this just just you know it's a cultural thing and that you know they just haven't adopted the fact that a lot of guys here listen to music on the bus completely not even thinking the fact that they just weren't even going to (laughs) play those are the two guys who are not playing so of course they weren't listening to music i can't remember when if i've ever seen gerard listen to music or not but i i've definitely seen robbie Keane listen to music i'm pretty sure i should have oh. that's hilarious that was a great anecdote i would have i considered like running to my computer to like actually not so much transfer out keen thinking he wouldn't play but bring in gerard in because i'm like he is serious he is in the zone He's gonna go <laughs> kill chicago i decided not to and guys don't even wow. play unbelievable Der- I really felt like the despair of a fantasy owner while you were describing, like, watching the players <laughs> walk off the bus. I'm like, yep, he's in the top 20 in FMLS. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's Was funny. Wando listening to music? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't even consider watching that game. I'm not even Maybe sure Wando jazz. went to the game. That's the problem. Uh, there was a uniform with him with his name on it, but I'm not sure he was there. Um, <laughs> let's go to Sunday. Um We've got three games as a powerhouse of matches because it's Sunday. The first one, 2.30 kickoff, New England at the Red Bulls, which was a decent rivalry until New York City FC showed up. Um, The next one is a big rivalry game, though, Seattle at Portland. That's just a replay of last weekend. And then the last game of the night is New York City FC at Orlando. So we've got some really big names on this this three-game slate. Um, Kaká... Sasha Kledgeton, uh Diego Valeri, Kai Kamara, David Villa, BWP, Dempsey, Ladero, Lampard. Lampard. You're forgetting Fred one, Briant. <laughs> you're you're forgetting one big one. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. Nope. <laughs> two big ones. You're forgetting two huge names. Oh, who is the 
One of them uh, is, you're going to probably say is Lee Wynn, and I specifically left him out. <laughs> and Kai Kamara, right? Oh, did, I thought I said him. Kamara. You might have. But anyway. I just assumed you didn't because you hate them. Um, I do. And neither of them will sniff any lineup I have for the rest of my life. <laughs> if These I'm are... playing like a Red Bull or a, a Revs versus Revs one-game slate, I'm not t- picking those guys. <laughs> Forget it. I'll go Diego Fagundes and be happy about it. Um, anyway, the... So how do you like begin to build a lineup with because like a three game slate should be easier because you don't have like that many high priced guys. But like this is going to be a very top heavy team, right? Yeah, I wish we saw the the salaries on DraftKings so I could throw out some value plays, but it it might be tough. You have to see a lot of Sean Davis. Yes, we're probably going to see a lot of Sean Davis. Jack Jewsbury. (laughs) Jack (laughs) Jewsbury. Um, that's probably going to be the big differentiator. You pick the teams that you want a cheap guy from, mm-hmm. um, and then you have to probably surround them with another another good player on that team and see what you can do from there. Yeah. But uh, another thing that's interesting on these three-game like high-powered slates is the forwards might be the better play than the midfielder sometimes. Hmm. Usually it's like stack the midfield, get the, the cheap forwards, but... When there really aren't any cheap forwards, then you have to make a choice. Right. The old David Villa. I'm trying to think who. I mean, are. this this game has three of the top five players in shots on goal this season, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. this slate. Right. With David Villa, BWP, and Kai Kamara. I'm surprised BWP gets that many on target. Yeah, he has the third most in the league. Granted, it's way behind Villa and Javinko. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it helps that he doesn't take like any sort of set piece though. Like Javinko probably has at least fifteen shots on goal from set pieces. Yeah. Oh, I bet. Mm-hmm. So maybe BWP has more in open play. I'd be actually interested to see that. Hmm. I mean, Javinko probably has like five or six set piece goals. Yeah, I was just about to say. I'm pretty sure he set the record already. Um, where do you go for defenders? Just the Red Bulls. The Red Bulls would be the ideal place to go to defenders, yeah. but uh, R.J. Allen is probably a guy that's going to be cheap. Mm-hmm. So if you think Orlando are bad, which they definitely can be at times, yep. you might need to use him on the road. You might need to use uh, Jack Jewsberry at home against Seattle. So mm. it's going to be tough. Like The Red Bulls are clearly the best choice because that's the most lopsided game. Yep. Um, New England's bad. They're just coming back from a cross-country uh, game in San Jose. So the, I would stack Red Bulls, personally. Maybe not for keepers, because they might not get that many shots off. But, um, yeah, Red Bulls are the play. Portland-Seattle is, like, easily the most intriguing matchup here because they're 7th and 8th eight, place, respectively, in the standings. Chances are one of those teams is not going to make the playoffs, and they are bitter rivals. Yep. For sure. So, so uh, this game is huge. And that's easily the one that I'm going to be most tuned into. Who do you think scores the most points on Sunday, fantasy points-wise? Out of all the possible players that I could pick. Yep. Oh, that's so hard. Kleshton is kind of a guy I'm thinking about. Wow. Kaká. Diego Valeri. Those are probably the three that I, I'm really thinking about. They're all at home. Uh, all those teams could use some points. Um, um, let me ask a different question then. Who has the most upside? 
Like, who could score f- 40 points? Are you trying to make me say Clint Dempsey? God, no. God, no. <laughs> um, 40 points. David V is definitely up there. That's what I was trying to get you to say. I was but, surprised that he wasn't, that you don't think he's that great of a, or not that you don't think he's a bad pick, but. Which is midfielders that are taking the, the set pieces like Kleshin, Valeri, yeah. and Kakar, you know, they get all those extra points. Yeah, yeah. But if you're looking at just goals and shots, I mean, clearly, yeah, it's Villa. Mm-hmm. Um, pick one of Kyle Laren, Fernando Adi, or Kai Kamara. I like this game. <laughs> Kyle Laren, Fernando Adi, Kai, Kai Kamara. Kyle Laren. Okay. I kind of assumed that that's where you were going to go. Um, and, and for the record, I'd go Adi and then Kai Kamara. Right. Adi has not been good lately, but I'd still go with Adi. Um, Christian Roldan <laughs> or Lee Wynn? Lee Wynn. You really thought about that one, though. It Sadly, I did. <laughs> Roldan is... He's been playing way more offensive than he ever has before, like, me and Skyler made that bet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he heard about it or what, but... I'm sure that's what it was. He's definitely been better, no doubt. Um, Lee Wynn or Kevin Molino? I'd probably go Kevin Molino. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, the last one is uh, Nicholas Ladero or... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, who else were you going to say? I was going to say Frank Lampard. Yeah, definitely him. Okay. I mean, for the value, Ladero might be the best play again. If he's yeah. like still in the... Was he 5,900? Yeah, uh, it might have been 62 60, or something like that. Six, okay. It was still something absurdly low. Yeah, that's crazy. He should be up there with the, the top players. Right. It should basically be... It should be Kaká... Or it should be Valeri, Kaká, Kledgeton, Ladero. In all, that order? All over, yeah, I think in that order. And all at basically 92 to 9,800. Larry Kika, Kleshin. Yeah, I, that's tough. It's like just weird thinking about Kleshin and Ladero being below other people. But. <laughs> well, they're below Valeri, who is arguably the best DraftKings midfielder this season. Yeah. And I, Kakai, you could probably put below. Yeah, it depends. Like, Kleshin has a lot more, like, higher point games, I think. But Kaka's probably a little more consistent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Sunday's going to be a fun day of soccer. Unfortunately, that's, like, the the biggest fantasy football draft for me. Oh, yeah. Um, Get together with all my my friends back home. So I might have to watch them on on tape delay. (laughs) There was a big game uh, last year as well. Yeah. when I was getting together for the fancy football draft. I don't know what that would have been, but just a bad day for me for soccer, I guess. I guess so. Um, yeah, it should be fun. What time is your draft? It's at 1 o'clock. Oh, yeah. that's Well, you'll be able to catch the uh, Orlando-New York City FC match. <laughs> what, time's, what time is Portland? Uh, 5 o'clock. Eastern time. Yep, 5 Eastern. So 2 o'clock Pacific time? Correct. That is dumb. Yeah. It's dumb because they also have a later game, although I assume they can't play Orlando in Orlando during the day. It's just, like, way too yeah. hot to do that. That's true. I mean, Pirlo would die. Right, right. We can't have that. No, we definitely don't want that. <laughs> MLS can't be the league that actually killed Andrea Pirlo. I, I mean, if it was Lee Wynn in, against Orlando, fine. Played yeah. 
Let him play on the sun. (laughs) Well, on that disparagingly win note, I think we can uh, end this week's podcast. Um, I hope you make some massive move in FMLS because I would love all three of us to be up there. And so... I think I'm like... uh... I don't know. It's maybe like 60 points behind you. That seems reasonable. Like to catch up. It's pretty doable, but I really need to nail a captain pick when, uh, when Javinko does poorly or something. Cause otherwise just, we're going to have way too many similar midfielders and whatnot. But at this point I'm, I'm shooting for top 20 again. It just a couple weeks this year. I didn't, didn't have the greatest luck. So Mm. that's all. That's yeah. I told Skylar that I want, I wanted the three of us to be in the top 10. And then I realized that none of us are in the top 10 right now. So I'm not sure we're (laughs) going to be able to make such a huge move. I just feel like I'm going to get really like I did last the last two weeks. Like, I feel like I'm just going to say, all right, I just have to go for it. And then I'm just going to slowly give away position. Yeah. One thing to think about is that, um, fantasy football starting back up. So that could distract some people. Mm -hmm. And APL is back up. And a lot of, uh, I think the MLS, there has to be at least a handful of guys in the top 100 that are England-based or Europe-based. Um, I know the – is it Fantasy Football 24-7? Yeah. Or, yeah. They're, they've been in the top 10 like all year. All season. It's crazy. So um, I don't know. Maybe it, they can't handle EPL and MLS at the same time. That's what I'm hoping. Hmm. And we can gain like 20 spots from that kind of stuff and then have a little success and – it would be nice to be up there all together, but who knows? I'm not sure I can handle it is the problem. <laughs> Although my FPL team's so bad, it doesn't even matter. All right. Uh, JD, thanks, and uh, good luck this weekend. Good luck, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.